Welcome to episode 127 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the bowels of the Dungeon Bowl. Dun, dun, dun. Bowels. Bowels. I am Scott Prime, and with me is Steve Kilowoggy Campbell. How's it going, Scott? I'm doing well. How about you, sir? Doing well as well. And, speaking of wells, things that are holes in the ground, we've got Dungeon Bowl. Man, you just, like, went right for it. We sure did. It's Dungeon Bowl special, man. I was going to, like, tease about it, and you just went right into it. It's in the title. It's coming out the day of the release. Right. Our non-disclosure agreement, which, if we had one, we couldn't say we had one, because that would break the non-disclosure agreement. Um, So... We're allowed to talk about a preview copy that we got. Yay! That's right. We're going <laughs> to break down what, and I think everybody knows what's in the box. We're going to break much. down how does it play. We're going to talk about some of the fluff behind it compared to the old Dungeon Bowl. And then we're going to talk about, like, is this worth it? Is this something you want to purchase? Is this um, a must-have item, or is it, uh, you know, Dude, you really need it type deal. So, yep, that's pretty much it. That's going to be the whole episode, and then shout outs at the end. So, well, let's talk about something else since sure. <laughs> I feel like poor corn is kind of like that meme <laughs> where like it shows the guy walking away with his girlfriend and he's looking oh, yeah. around at the other girl mm-hmm. because all this corn stuff came out, and then we we didn't really talk about the spike, but we're going to talk about it now in this opening. Sure, um, and a lot I of thought, people haven't even got through stuff from GW yet, so they're enjoying that. Yeah, that's because like a lot of stores are just getting one copy of each item, like we did. Yeah. So uh, that sucks really, really bad. And just um, just to comply with certain laws, we did get a preview copy of Cor- the magazine and some other stuff from Corn. Yes. So. Um, we were very happy to get that. Absolutely. And, uh, it came a little uh, bit later than we expected it for some reason, which was why us getting Dungeon Bowl so soon was a surprise, a very welcome one. Yeah, I was like really, really excited. Yeah. I knew when you called me and said, hey, can <laughs> I come over? I was like, oh my gosh, it's in the mail. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Let's talk corn. about the spike real quick. Yeah. Uh, the corn spike, I thought overall, from a fluff standpoint, was really cool. Yeah. You know, one thing I really liked that they didn't have to do, we know that they changed the name of a lot of the positions and they're no longer pit fighters, but even in the description of them, what position are they now? I don't have my spike with me, so you're going to have to look. They're Bloodborne Marauder linemen, so they're no longer pit fighters. That's fine, but... Even in the fluff, it mentions how they have to fight through the pit, and that's how they earn their ranking up to become part of a team, or they can do so well, they can get mutated into blah, blah, blah. So I like that they incorporated that. They didn't have to. You know, it had nothing to do with GW, but it was neat. Yeah, I thought it was, once again, I like the little things where they kind of give you some of the famous, like, corn teams. I thought that was great. They give you a, you know, old roster of like one of those hall of fame rosters or whatever, which yeah. I, I think everybody on that roster has the wrong stats for agility. If I remember correctly, you know, someone mentioned that they have three plus, 
But when I look at the roster, I thought the roster had them at three plus two. Yeah, maybe somebody was just. Uh, yeah, the roster has everybody at three plus as well. Maybe not. Okay. I mean, they're Let's just see, humans. Bloodseekers so... and Blood Spawn should be at four plus. Maybe that's what they were talking about. Mm. Oh, yeah. Bloodseekers are showing three plus. So. Well, they're just a highly angelic <laughs> uh, Hall of Fame team. <laughs> yeah, that, that particular team got exceptionally blessed. Um, overall, I did like it. I thought like it made me want to play corn. Yeah, it made me excited for it. It it felt very role playing sports role playing wise. It really just brought me into the world and. It, once again, I was like, oh, maybe if we ever get a league going, I should play some corn. And it made me want to build the little models and everything else to have an actual, because corn is like one of those teams that I waited forever yeah, to not get like a proxy team. And I finally got my wishes. I got a real team. So, And let's not kid everybody. You don't want to put the team together. You want someone else to put the team together. Oh, let me tell you something. I never know. Uh, we'll talk about putting some things together God. <laughs> here in a little bit. Yeah, we and, need to uh, bring that up because that was interesting. So, <laughs> but overall, uh, yeah. the corn stuff overall, is very cool. The team looks amazing. Have no real complaints there. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't broke open the team and built anything, so I can't tell you if it's like super complex or not. They, I do like how the models look. I even like how the uh, little add-on pack that you can get, I think, from yeah. Forge World looks because it's some different poses. I will. I'm very, very, very tempted to get that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, am I going to play corn enough that it matters? You know. So, well, that's when we have it sent down to Citadel and go there when we go to the Fort Worth tournament in January. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting idea. So this corn release is notable for one thing possibly the worst artwork put out by GW related to Blood Bowl this whole time. Okay, I'm going to let you continue. That cover of the card set is god-awful. Um, you're right. That guy ripping his shirt off, and it looks like it's, it looks like it's not done. <laughs> it might not be. It, that's true. I mean... <laughs> you're right. That is... I don't know what would be worse than that for art because it looks undone. There's no definition to the muscles. It looks like a guy made out of Play-Doh ripping his shirt off and his arms are some weird contorted mess of Play-Doh. And I'm not, not going to disagree with you. And if I mean, you did draw that, I apologize. I don't mean to be rude, but it ain't good. Um, and if you'd like to come onto the podcast and defend yourself, feel free. Overall, the cards are just like they were. You know, we yeah. we don't we like half of them. We don't like the other half, so we don't even have to go into that. <laughs> I like um, when people say, uh, "Oh, the Blood Bowl podcasts are just uh, GW fanboys. They never say anything negative." Have you listened well, to us? We have railed against those stupid blank cards for so long. Yeah, I I really do wish. They just wouldn't have those blank cards in there, so I would buy them. Because I know at some point in my life, well, even now, like I think of like, what if we tried this league and yeah. we played with the cards and we tried that for a couple seasons? And I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but at the same time, I want it to happen. So yeah. 
I don't have the option because I'm not going to buy. I'm not paying nearly thirty dollars for half the stuff that I just don't need. I'm. I'm. We're both- maybe I'm too old, or maybe I just don't want to buy every stinking thing because I just won't use them. So it's useless to I me. Th- the dice I think are pretty. Yeah. As I say, but we're both pretty popping. much we're both pretty much at the point where we just buy the spike and the dice. I'm almost at the point where I'm just going to buy the spike to be if you want me to be real transparent because my little place that I put the dice is starting to fill up and yeah. I, I've missed a dice and so now it means I don't care as much. So yeah, I get that. I, and I do. They're they're eighteen dollars now. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not hurting my pocketbook because I have you pick it up because you pay me for the phone. Right, so that right. I, I don't see the money leave my pocket, so that doesn't hurt me as bad. But if that were to stop, yeah, that uh, that would hurt. <laughs> right. Um, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. Overall, so, corn good. No real so, major complaints. I'm curious so if because they mentioned a coach Drago in there. I wonder if that's a reference to Rocky and Drago. I must destroy you, or whatever he says. I I didn't take it that way, but I mean, I just thought that was a like an old world name. So yeah. So already on the opening, we actually talked about Blood Bowl. (laughs) We weren't super duper GW fanboys, even though like I guess at some point GW could listen to this and go, "Oh, well, they just badmouthed our card packs. We ain't sending them jack." No, I mean they're. They've listened. They know what we are. Yeah, I know. So they appreciate it. Without further ado, I think we should get to the main topic of this wonderful podcast, which is Blood Bowl, or in this case, new product of the Dungeon Bowl box set. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back, and this first segment, we're actually going to talk about what came in the box of Dungeon Bowl, and this is retailing for 160 American, correct? That's the last thing I heard. Now, now I, the, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's 100 yeah. 160 American, but even if it's not 160, we know it's going to be 140. So. But yeah, I think it's 160. We're pretty sure it's 160, and we are recording this full transparency before the Saturday release date, obviously, because yep. it's releasing Saturday as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything we say is different, then, you know, chalk it up to that. We don't know. We believe it to be 160. They've promoted that price, and other countries have their own prices. We'll get into what we think about that later on. But as to the actual box contents, we'll also be posting up a lot of photos on Facebook. So you can go there and look at them all. Right. So, like, if you're on the other side of the world, you've got, what, about an eight-hour head start on us. You've already ordered this probably if you're listening to us. And, you know, I don't know if this podcast today is going to change your opinion on this (laughs) or not. Um Opening the box, we were like super excited. So, oh, yeah, I mean, like we were chomping at the bit, like two kids. It, this was just like Blood Bowl twenty twenty all over again. So, um, where should I since, since I got the box in front of me? I guess I should go over. Yeah, this, huh? just kind of go so, in order of so, what we received. So we, so we cracked open the box um, immediately, if I remember correctly, because we now have it in different order here. We had um, 
I believe all the cardboard tile was on. No, it was, no, it was the templates and the teams. Okay, so it was the temp- templates and the teams. So let's talk about the teams. You get uh, a sprue of Skaven, and you get a sprue of Dark Elves to make up your... I think this is the College of Shadows team, mm-hmm. which I think is the Stormbolts and the Fluff, okay. if I remember correctly. So anyways, you get six models of Skaven, six models of um, wood or Dark Elves. Which and is funny, in this- because when what? we were talking about how many figures are on each sprue scott's like how many uh how many skaven are on there and i counted the skaven i'm like oh there's six and he goes how many elves are on there and i looked at the sprue and i go i don't have a freaking clue it's like yeah, an avatar it, of parts i just i can't understand my mind is not making any sense of what this is and i handed so right it right off, to him right off the bat this is like a not a deep purple more like a purple maroonish type color yeah I still would call it purple. Yeah. Like a red purple. And so plum. the team, you don't even have to, you're a plum. That's a great example. You don't even have to paint the models. You could make the models just like I did when I was a kid and slap a number on the base. And then you could, you're good to go. You just have to, like Steve said, the, the dark elf sprue is, is amazing. You can tell God. we don't have the, the old dark elves because when we saw that, I was like, surely you can tell. And, <laughs> I'm it like, took yeah, me look. a while, and I was like, oh, yeah, the box came with two sprues, and there was 12 figures. So um, the other team is the, I believe it's the College of Fire. Yep. You could, I could be wrong on this. You're right. But this is a, a sprue of ogres with the snotlings, obviously, and then a sprue of dwarves. So you get six little dwarves, and then you get, like, I think it's three ogres, and I think think six or seven snotling knoblars knoblars let's see i'm looking at bodies one two three four five i think i see six bodies but one of seven but the main one of one of those goes to the hand so i think it's six knoblars yeah it is main thing is you get a full team of each so that's cool you do yeah you do get a full team of each this one is in a uh, more orangish red so you can definitely tell them apart. If you were buying this, let's say you weren't buying Blood Bowl, you wanted to buy Dungeon Bowl and just have your own box of a game. You don't have to paint them. You just have to put them together, put a number on them. Yeah. You're good to go. You got the templates, the passing templates. You have the directional templates You know, for uh, the sidelines like you would in regular Blood Bowl. The eight... <laughs> The eight, you know, chaos star to do um, scatter templates and stuff. It's scatter template, and then you get these really—they're cool. They're little um, portals. Oh, and the chests themselves, yeah, and, and actual chests. So, just for those who don't know, the old dungeon bowl just had a piece of cardboard that you punched these little tokens out, and one side was a chest closed, and the other side was a chest open with either explosion or the ball in it. Um, now you actually have to assemble your chests. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of third-party people making tokens that are double-sided like that. Right. Um, so the chests are really, really cool. The portals are really, really cool to have three-dimensional stuff. Uh, we'll go into, like, is this needed or not needed later. Yeah. But they are neat pieces. You get six portals, which was... 
from a guy that had the old dungeon bowl that that was a little disappointing because the old one had i think 12 portals mm-hmm. um the little chests there was a lot of chess in the <laughs> old dungeon bowl. I think there was, I think there was 12 chests too. I could be wrong, but there was definitely two chests with two. There was a two chests that had the option to have two balls in the dungeon bowl arena at the same time. Yeah. Um, with this, you get five bombs and one ball. Now the little chest, you know, you can actually shut the, the lid. I'm, showing this to steve even though you guys can't see this you know and of course steve knows because we played games but they actually snap shut and they hold together well yeah they're good and they're very good quality now you did bring you brought up a very interesting point about the gameplay aspect of it which was i was trying to lead you in like a professional person are you talking about how it would be hard to once you have these things painted, you might be able to tell which chest is which. Yes. Yeah. That's so that that's what I was about to go on to the, the portals don't really matter because you're just going to assign a number to them. There's actually a little like Roman numeral on each portal. And honestly, you know, so- the second game we played, we stopped using that and we just went clockwise. One, two, three, four, five, six. Well, we actually started that with the first game. Well, too. yeah, but I mean, we actually had them numbered correctly the first game. Oh, that's true. And then second game, you were just like, you know what? It doesn't matter where which one's which. Just put it out there, and we'll just do one, two, three, four, five, six. That's true. We made did things that. a lot easier. So that's a tip. If you when you play the game, just do that. Don't worry so about a, it. So a problem I see with the chest is is if <laughs> you're gonna have to have a real good painter to make these all look exactly the same. In or if you play this a lot, because somebody will go, oh, that one has a little spongy gold on the, the one side. I know that one's the ball. Sadly, yeah. And Or if you go to a tournament, if this happens to breed tournaments, if people bring their own, then that's going to be an issue because you're going to have those power gamers that know just the right way to mark something or whatever. Right. Again, we worry about stuff like this because we worry about someone doing something at tournaments, and the amount of times that we worry about things, nothing ever happens. But we just put it out there. But, I mean, this is just like if you play a board game and you punch some chits, and one of them has a slight little tear. Mm-hmm. If you know like that is like a, a five-point five gold versus a one-point gold, and you have a random pile over there... I've played games where I don't pick my own tokens. I, you know, the, yeah. the one new guy who's there, I go, just grab me a token because I could cheat if I wanted to, and mm-hmm. I don't want to cheat. So I've been in that situation before. Uh, we've already talked about how you could use the the little chests as placeholders and then put a token underneath them to represent where the ball is so you could mix it up. Yeah. We, um, just so everybody know, I, I put the chests together, and when me and Steve played our game, I actually like kind of just shook them some. Well, we had Jennifer arrange them the first time, and then I shook them the second time, and all the little lids stayed on Mm -hmm. tight, and then I just set them in order. I mean, the fact that they're not painted, we couldn't tell Jack. (laughs) Matter of fact, it was Steve was having a hard time seeing, like, is this the ball? Is this the ball? (laughs) I was having to look real close because the ball ones and bomb ones are basically almost the same. Yeah, they just have gold in all of them yeah and then a bomb is either in the bottom of the gold or the ball is and they're actually really well sculpted oh they are i really like them a lot they're beautiful um 
You get two Blood Bowl or Dungeon Bowl cheat sheets, which is like a pamphlet thing like we got with Blood Bowl mm-hmm. on really nice material. It has that kind of feels almost soft. The finish does. Yeah. It talks about the pregame uh, sequence, the postgame teleporting, chain reactions, all the stuff you kind of just need at a quick glance. You get two of these. Um, you get instructions on how to build your models. You get this nice piece of like cardboard to separate stuff that has like a lot of product on it. So I'll put that back here. You know, it's kind of a throwaway thing, but I really like those in the boxes. Yeah, they're neat. Because if I had more room, I'd hang them up and have like a little bit of artwork. Oh gosh, you're you're weird. I don't I know that. that. All right, so I'm trying to get this where I can see it better. So it does um, come with a rule book. And yes, it comes with a hardcover rule book. As of now, everyone probably realizes this, and I'm pretty sure I'm 90% correct. It has no UPC on the back of it. So I, there's no standalone selling of the hard of the rules, I don't think. No. Um you have all your dungeon pieces. You have like rooms, they're double-sided, so like one side will have like a a dragon a baby dragon in there or the other side will have a fire pit in there screw that it dragon. comes it comes with a uh, two uh dugouts it comes with two end zones and it comes with a whole bunch of these little two space doors and a whole bunch of those screw the doors we'll t- too say that again i said screw the dragon screw the doors <laughs> yeah steve uh we'll talk about that when we set the dungeon <laughs> yeah it comes with some really cool transparent and regular dice of the color purple. The orange kind dice of, are freaking amazing. The, Love the, them. The purple dice, why couldn't they just be a little bit more transparent? Well, they just picked a color and went with it. I mean, I like that they're purple, but they are a dark purple, and they're kind of hard to tell they're transparent unless you put them up to the light. Yeah. The orange ones really, really pop, so of course me and Steve like them. I like both of them, though, because mm-hmm. this is not, they're plain, transparent, not speckled, nothing like that. And they're a color we don't have. So I yeah. like those, too. Exactly. I, I, I like Steve, I like the color purple. It's like one of my favorite colors. But I'm with Steve. If I just, if I had to pick one set of these dice, I would take the orange in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Those are so I nice. Mean, orange is kind of a boat down color anyways. Mm-hmm. So, um. So then it has, all, like I said, all the little tiles that you punch out. And that is everything in the game. So overall, as I guess this segment is basically talking about the box set it, it has, itself. It has, a, it, it has a cardboard inlay. I forgot to talk about yeah, that. It that's has nice. this cardboard inlay that I don't know if you should really just keep it or not keep it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, of course. Everything's really high quality. So everything looks really good. It's got a good texture to it. I th- they didn't skimp on anything. You know, they really went all out and did the 3D portals, 3D chests, as opposed to just the chits and stuff. Overall, it's a nice box set. For sure. Now, it is. Um, when we talk about price, we'll get into that later, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about... Yeah, let's talk about that later. I mean, yeah, it's it's what super well produced. It's a GW product. They usually don't half-ass it. <laughs> yeah. Really? And if we um, compare it to second edition, like you did, I think 
the second edition had more tiles or maybe they're just bigger no they were just bigger they came with eight tiles okay but they were like oh if i had to guess because i don't really want to open my box and get it all out i think it was like a eight i don't know like eight by eh, hell i'll just open my box <laughs> and just tell you what they were since it's almost I like eight it. by ten Let's see. Now these squares are shorter. So this is a, a eight by 12. There was eight, four or eight by 12 squared, like templates okay. that you could lay out. And they had like thicker walls in places. So, but there was no like paths of like two. So in this dungeon bowl, you have halls and stuff like that. In the old Dungeon Bowl, you did not have that. Yeah. Unless you kind of constructed your dungeon to look that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so what should we go into now? I don't know. Because we kind of shoehorned ourselves into the segment of just talking about the box. So oh, okay. well, it's kind of like all we have to say about the contents. Um, now... In again, transparency, oh, let's, let's, they did send start. us stuff, but they also did send us some goblin stuff. Um, with dice and yeah, we got a goblin field, which oh, is pitch. like a re- yeah. we got a it's just a reissue of the old goblin field, but with the new 2020 style of the red and blue. Mm-hmm. We got the new goblin dice, and I heard somebody say they're like speckled, you know, black and green with green inlay and stuff. They're actually, they're pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, the dice. I like dice. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say other than that. We were, <laughs> we were told we were going to get cards. We did not get any cards. That's fine. And I mean, that just and happens. We're, no, we're not complaining at all. But um, so I don't know if those are still going to come in <clears throat> for us to review. I would have liked to seen just like. Maybe like what star players and stuff are in there because that's always interesting. Yeah, um, it seems odd that they're releasing goblins again. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say about well, that. They're trying to catch up everything that they did in 2016 to the 2020 like packaging and stuff. Yeah, I, that's what that's what I think. Besides, a lot of people missed out on dice, so this is one way to get dice. That's true. Um, overall. The box, like going back to this box set, if it's $160, I feel like here's my here's my complaint. Are we talking about this now? Yeah, let's go okay. ahead and do this. It's not worth it. I mean, I, I can't 160 bucks for what's in there. I can't see it. Like I can understand it, but. I don't know. It just it seems like it should be 140 120 cuz I I get that put together the dungeon bowl pitch is probably bigger than a regular pitch but it doesn't feel like enough pieces for the Here, price. Yeah, I w- <laughs> And I don't it's want a- the teams. I mean, I understand you have to have teams in there. But if it's a standalone game those are kind of, I mean, I guess those make sense for the two teams you'd give, but if it's an expansion, everyone already has teams. So if you have a crap ton of teams, you don't need those sprues. This is a hard one for me. Yeah. 
because sometimes we pay a lot for nostalgia mm-hmm. and I want it. I'm going to get one, <laughs> but I think this is, if you're, I'm going to use Phil because Phil played blood bowl way back when uh, Jeff Gallenbach played blood bowl way back when in second edition, if you were my age and you remember when dungeon bowl came out and you got that, like, ah, so blood bowl is NFL and, and dungeon bowl is the colleges because of the college of magic. You want this just to kind of feel complete and for nostalgia. Is it really worth it? Here's what it would have to take for me to say, like, this is a must buy. <laughs> if if you own the old Dungeon Bowl, your heart's probably not going to be settled until you own this just because you feel like you need it. If you're going to run a Dungeon Bowl league, this will be worth it to you. If the box itself had six more portals and they had six more treasure chests with another one that had a ball in it. And when I say six more portals and six more uh, treasure chests, I would be fine with cardboard ones. I don't need the model ones here. Yeah. I'd be fine with something. I press out of the piece of cardboard. I shuffle them up and I can put them on the board. That's all I need for me. I would like the option to have a dungeon that has more than just six portals. I would like the option to have let's tonight. Let's play. If we had a league, we could have a midseason tournament, and the every game is played with a with two balls into the stadium. That would be an amazing option. And I feel like maybe if you had double the pieces of the dungeon just for options. Now, granted, you could probably buy any other kind of GW type board game that has tiles like this and i believe that gw even sells their own tiles yeah you could add to this so it's unfair to say it totally needs that and honestly if we had twice as much it'd be hard to use it all and you want double the portals but we played a game where we almost ran out of room to where we could even put portals according to the rules now of course we can always modify rules to meet our needs but still right I'm just saying, it, since I had the old one, I remember getting it for Christmas, I loved the options of like, oh, today we're going to use three portals, and yeah. tomorrow we're going to use uh, 12 portals, and you know, two, so two balls and stuff like that. I why, wish it had those options in it. Season two was what, 150? I believe so. So season two... Didn't did it really come with more stuff than this? Um, because why is it we feel like season two was such a good value, but we don't feel like this is a good value? Because we, me and you, Scott and Steve, are probably even if we had a dungeon bowl league. Let's say it starts in January. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would ever cobble together a team that's unified in the same team colors. Oh, and we will talk about the team. Yeah. We have to talk about that later. We haven't talked about that yet. So we're kind of getting off track here, but me and you will probably never use these teams. Yeah. We're never going to take apart these teams to make 
uh, you know, the, the college of shadows or the, the colleges of fire. If we played that's true, either one of those colleges, we would just go grab our models and hell you might say, Hey, my dark elves are blue. Is your Skaven team blue Scott? And I go, sure. And you go, let me borrow some of those. Cause I got a game league game. Yeah. Giant. I want the colors to be similar. And you're right. But, because that's one thing is season two came with two brand new blood bowl teams new to the universe. And they right. were in there. Whereas this has two teams which are new to the universe because they're new to the game and they're in the game, but they're made up of figures we already have or have had access to. I don't think if this box would have showed up and it had no teams in it, but had the rule book and all the other components, and we let's just say it was um, $80. Oh, I think me and you would have been just as excited for it as it is now. Now yeah. I would still say I wish I had more portals. Honestly, I love the eighty bucks I, would be too low because rule book, dice, and everything else. I mean, that's that's probably realistically one hundred and twenty for that. I'd be okay with. Um, I think you mentioned the nights that we played. GW's never going to do this because they're a model company. Yeah, but it could have came with some cardboard standees for the teams just mm-hmm. to like a board game type meal. So I think you really have to ask yourself, am I going to go buy something for nostalgia and play with my son or my daughter or just some buddies occasionally? Am I going to have a league? Is this going to, or am I a collector? Cause if all those things are, if you can say, yes, this means a lot to me, then you should buy this. And I, I honest to God think this is going to be a one-off thing. They haven't told us Jack. <laughs> we were excited that they told us that, hey, we're sending you a copy of Dungeon Bowl. But the fact that there's no UPC code on it, that we're kind of like, um, I mean, we're just kind of like, what, what's the right term? We're reusing the yeah. sprues just in different colors. It's definitely tells, a, you want this game, you buy this game, and it'll never happen again. I, that's what I, I honestly think it won't, unless it just super sells, and then they can do another one with more tiles and two different teams, which is possible, quite possible. I will say one thing that's really nice is it's nice to have a consistent rule set for Dungeon Bowl now. Because we have played it in the past. I mean, we've done a whole Dungeon Bowl episode or two, maybe. And we were using rules that were put together by people off the LRB, basically, rules. And it was good, but we had questions. And this overall is much better so it's nice to have a consistent rule set to play with other people i'm sure somebody else is going to read that that rule book from front to back and find a whole lot of mistakes oh yeah um truth is is we know how to play blood bowl blood bowl and dungeon bowl is very similar so we Mm kind of read the parts and skimmed the parts to get us to play the game uh we know (laughs) for sure in the rule book that we could not find how many players you start off with God. until what page is that on? Since it's in front of your face, it's like 24 it, or something. It, I'll let Steve find it, but oh. it's, you thought it would be mentioned somewhere else in the game as you was like setting up the dungeon and stuff. But we kept skimming over this one page and we didn't go to like part four. <laughs> no, literally um, like we looked everywhere. It was driving us insane. And we're like, how, how is this just not in there? How is there no, mention of how many pieces we go in the end zone at all well the only place it shows up is page 25 where it says deploy players step four step, step three. four 
of the pregame sequence. Starting with the coach who has the first turn, coaches deploy six players from their roster within their end zone. That's the only mention of it in the whole book. And it's not mentioned in the quick guide. It's nowhere else. It took us forever, right. and we were literally driving ourselves crazy. Yeah, we were like, "There's, they couldn't have missed this. And we kept skimming the book because, I mean, old veterans are not going to read this book. They know how to throw a block. They know what happens with this and that. Um, so it's right there. What would you say, page 24? 25. 25. Step four. Ste- Pre-game step four. sequence. Yep. I mean, we went through the whole process of laying out the dungeon and like, okay, but how many players? Well, it's got to be in there. (laughs) And And it kept going, put the players in the dungeon. Put the players in the dugout. Put the players in the dungeon. It's like, who, where, how many? Come on. (laughs) Um, We're paying for a lot of nostalgia here. That's what I truly, truly believe. I also think I'm the age that they're going to. I I do not see... um, a player like a younger player, like a Michael Grubb who plays mm-hmm. in our league, a Kendall who was a, a Chaos Cup champion but younger, and he started playing Blood Bowl on the computer or the video game before he ever hit tabletop. Hey, Dungeon I, Bowl was a video game that was out there. Yeah, but it didn't make it that. <laughs> it didn't make it enough. Nope. I liked it, but I could never find like live people to play. God, um, no doubt. This is probably not for them, and I'm just being honest. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be this us older guys who remember the nostalgia of the other thing. And I can't say this enough, unless you're going to run a league. And at least this is my opinion. Blood Bowl to me is not fun for one-off games. Tournaments are different because I still kind of build fluff into my tournament team. It's something usually I played in the league or in the past, or I care about the players. And you're and, traveling to a location just like that team would right. travel to the tournament and meeting and people. And it's not a really a one-off game. It's a tournament, right? Yeah. Uh, There's consequences. Versus, right. Now, I I just don't like saying, hey, Steve, want to come over and play Blood Bowl? And he goes, yeah, I'll throw together that a team. never happened. It's just never happened. And... I got to have the role playing side of it. I got to name my players. I got to care about it because when it's my team, my decisions are different than when I'm just playing for fun Mm -hmm. and usually playing for quote fun in a one-off game is not fun to me. Yeah. With all that said, would I like to have a league with this game? Well, we can get into that later. Should we do that? Yeah, we can do that. The last one. Um, Again, value-wise, is the value there? It's a tough call. A brand-new player, they just got Season 2 last year. They're loving Blood Bowl. This comes out. It's 160 bucks. Do they buy it, and will they be happy? I don't know. Because right. if, if they bought an Ogre team or a Dark Elf team or a Skaven team, you know, it's just more figures that they're not going to use, most likely. Right. Or, you know, they bought Blitz Bowl and they bought those teams when they went on clearance. So now I mean, that's a good point. If you have Blitz Bowl and you have all those other like teams, you yeah. can use these models for that. But it's I, a tough call. Yeah. And we just don't know. I mean, we hope everyone enjoys it and finds the value in it and loves it. That's awesome. We don't hate it. We don't want to put that out there. We're not saying don't buy it. 
it's just a hard call when it comes to that price point. And yeah. that wasn't the case with the last thing that was put out. Season two was so easy to say, there's everything you need. Rules, pitch, teams that are brand new. And I don't know, I don't really get why there's such a difference between that one and this one to me mentally, but there is. I think we've talked enough about this. Yeah. Let's talk about playing some Dungeon Bowl right after this break. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about playing the brand new 2021 Dungeon Bowl for the first time. This might be the first time I've played any type of Dungeon Bowl in... I mean, when when did I show you how to play? I don't know. When we, did we play for the podcast? I don't know. That was so I, long ago. It's, a, it's a, every bit of five to seven years, right? Yeah. Easily. So me and Steve decided to play a couple of games since we're reviewing this and we got this early. Obviously. We, fig- we figured like that's the best thing to do. So the first thing we had to do was create some teams. And um, I decided to go College of Light because I like elves. So... It was elves and imperials and humans. Well, that's one team that you created. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, we actually, we, you're right. We did play with the teams that came in the box. So what we decided to do is we wanted to play one game first without any of the special rules for the rooms in the dungeon because it, the halls and stuff don't have any special rules, but every kind of like rectangular room that's actually a room or a square room has special rules depending on the side. Um, in the rule book, there's two setups for dungeons. So we decided to take the fir- very first basic setup that they had in the rule book. And we decided to play with no special rules. The rooms were just plain rooms. Mm-hmm. And we decided to play with the colleges that come with the actual uh, game itself. Steve took the, College of Shadows. Yep. Do you remember what your team build was? Because you're about to ask me. No. Um, Mostly elves and some gutter runners. And a few goblins. And a few goblins basically to fill out the roster. Dark elf. uh, So pro elf, whatever. Elf union. Blitzers. And no, that's the second team. Never mind. Dark elf blitzers. And um, passer witch elves. And gutter runners, mainly speed. Yeah, Steve went for this. So, do you have the? Can you flip in the book to the College of Shadows and just kind of read that briefly, like what they're kind of behind them? Oh Lord, that's one thing that I guess we could talk about that now. Team creation. Um, so College of Shadow team roster. You can choose 0 to 16 linemen, made up of Dark Elf linemen, Skaven linemen, and Goblin linemen. You can choose runners 0 to 4, of Dark Elf runners and Gutter runners. Blitzers 0 to 2, Dark Elf blitzers, Skaven blitzers. Throwers 0 to 2, Skaven thrower. And special 0 to 2, Witch Elf or Assassin. So, Scott and I are very similar. When we create a team, or buy a team, or make a team, whatever, we want to make sure we have all the positions available to make whatever team we want. So, 
it's not unusual for us to have 12 to 16 linemen just in case we want to do a full lineman team sometime and be idiots. Yeah, we're pretty stupid on that. Yeah, you like would... like if you have an amazing painted team that only has 12 figures like it's a basic human team for tournaments, I probably won't buy it because I'll go, but what if I want the other linemen? What if I want the other catchers? I need this, I need that, which is really stupid and I missed out on some mm-hmm. great teams, but I want a chance to fill out most of my teams are all 16, yeah. you know, all 16. And a lot of my teams, I have like 20 characters because players for the extra linemen yep. or whatever, like Steve said. So for the College of Shadow, if you wanted to follow that process, you need 66 players. That's to have maximum mm-hmm. of those options and yes we realize that's stupid and no one's going to do that but we're just putting it out there because but this goes back to in the last segment where we talked about like i don't think anybody is going to like paint up here's my college of shadows team because you don't have all the options unless you just are like stern and saying no i only have witch elves i have goblins and i have gutter runners you know yeah so it just seems odd is all this is what i'll say about the team creation and then we'll just move on to what we played and how we played the game every it feels like they set out every model every positional model that they have made up to this point since 2016 and they took all those models and they put them on a table and they said oh we have is it eight Colleges, Steve, is that, is it, am I right in that, um, or is it 10? Let me look real quick. I wrote them down. It's eight. eight. Okay. They took these eight colleges and they said, okay, we have this college. What are we going to do? And then somebody goes, I'll put a human on there. And they go, okay, the human's gone. Like a, almost like a draft. Yeah. Okay. And then they're like, okay, the human's off the table. Well, uh, I'll take a, um, I'm going to take a, <laughs> A marauder and put it on that team. Okay, the marauder's gone. All right, well, I'm gonna give this one uh, the Nurgle Rotter. Okay, the, the teams it's gone. Do t- they do? They are more consistent than that. It doesn't feel like they're actually drafted. They are, but what you will not see in Dungeon Bowl up to now, there's no Norse, there's no Amazons, there's no, no Chaos Dwarves, there's no vampires, there's no Kimri, there's there's no high elves. No, of course not. For example, if it hasn't been made from 2016 on up in the newest form, yeah, you will not see this in Dungeon Bowl, which I get why they did that because somebody's buying this the first time they want to have a model for them to go to and get. I get that. I'm not complaining. It's just Should I talk about that now? Or should I leave that? You do whatever you want. Because when we're talking about this, like, this is all nice and all, but this is literally every figure from 2016 on. How are people supposed to get these figures? I don't know any game store that is just sitting on tons of boxes of teams. Right? And they don't, and they don't sell individuals. No. So, that's one thing that just strikes me as odd, is, okay, let's just pick a random team, you know, um, College of Death. We can do skeleton linemen, zombie linemen. This is probably a bad one because those just came out for Halloween, right? Mm. Was that last? No, Und- no. Undead's been yeah out for a while. 
But you're just, saying I don't know how no. you're supposed to get all these figures when you can't just buy them in the store or they're sold out online. Yeah. Yeah. And that just seems odd because yeah, we want people to play with them, but this goes back to this should be an expansion, not a new game. If this is an expansion, you go, this is to be played with models from blood bowl 16, no models included or something along those lines. Right. Instead, it acts like a new game, but then you go... If somebody bought just this, yeah, and they wanted to make one of these teams up, they're like, well, how the hell do I get two of this? Now, there might be the... there might be teams or shops out there that have boxes and boxes of old teams sitting around, but none of the ones around us do. Well, I, st- I still say that nobody, almost nobody, is going to make just one dungeon bowl team. Now yeah. there might be somebody out there who loves the color green and every team that he has, he paints green. So his team will look unified and that's great. And maybe someone's going to figure out an optimal team that they want to play, but there's so many choices. It's maddening. Yeah. Um, so you said there was eight colleges, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The old dungeon bowl had 10 colleges of magic. They're probably not going to do this, but how cool would it be? If they did two uh, team of legend colleges and included Norse, Camry, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that'd be really cool. But and they just no, threw it up on the website. No, they're not going to. Oh, but... like, a, well, even on the website, that'd be really neat. Actually. Yeah, just like, you know, they threw up the team of legends because they're not in the new then, stuff. They then could. it's possible. I mean, I'm not going to say they can't do that because they could. Um, back to playing. Yeah. Steve took the College of um, Shadows. Shadow. I took what. To, so the College of Shadows is made up of goblins, dark elves, and skaven. Yep. And what's their famous team in their in the fluff? Is it the Stormbolts? Um, it says the, gray wizards. Gray wizards. Oh, and uh, so that's the Stormbolts. Is the Umbral Blades? Okay. So in old Dungeon Bowl, because I'm going to try to reference this as much as I can, since I love the fluff. The old Dungeon Bowl, that was Orcs, Skaven, and Dark Elves. So, just letting you know yeah. what it was. Um, I took the what is now known as the College of Fire. Fire. And all the art shows them in like orange uniforms and stuff like that. Yeah, they were the I Blazing believe- Axes. Blazing Axes. So, are they the Bright Wizards? Steve? Yeah. Okay, so back in old Dungeon Bowl... Or as the product was called, Elves, Dwarves, Dungeon Bowl. And that is one cool thing about this, too, is like specifically for College of Fire. It says, the bright wizards of the College of Fire have always been the blah, 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 blah. So it does reference the old teams. The gray wizards, the bright wizards, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's neat. The, the old famous team, which is kind of like the Reekland Reavers of the... Uh, dungeon bowl back then was the blood axes and they were a team of just dwarves and humans so i'm just letting you know okay um but now they're ogres noblars dwarves mm-hmm. so i took uh three ogres i took two dwarf blockers i believe uh yeah. one troll <laughs> slayer one runner one blitzer and then i th- think like Four or five, maybe six Noblars. I, think it was six. I had a, a lot more players than 
Steve. Yeah. We and both I, took I was initially going uh, yeah, I was gonna say I was going to initially go with zero rerolls and you told me to change my team. So I took two Witch Elves, two Skaven Throwers, two Dark Elf Blitzers, um two gutter runners, and then some goblins to just fill it out. Right. You're a goblin lineman. Um just so everybody knows, rerolls for every team in Dungeon Bowl is 50k when you buy them. And later in the season, if you're playing the league, they're 100k. So every team is equal on that. So we set up the dungeon as like it was showed in the book. Mm-hmm. We went through all the steps, which is you roll a dice, and then whoever has the highest dice, you start putting out the um the little treasure chests. And you can set them in any room that's not connected to the end zone is one of the rules. So we started setting those out. And then after we set all those up, then it goes, since I set out the first um, treasure chest, Steve set out the first portal. Yeah. And the portals cannot be within two squares of the treasure chest. It also can't be in the starting, like the dugout, not the dugouts, the end zone. Same rule next to or on one of the connecting pieces of that of the end zone right yeah so same rules as the treasure chests yeah um if you place a treasure chest you know in in the right way it could make the the portals kind of like awkward and stuff so yeah that was interesting so uh we set up and we put our six players in each end zone and then it was off to the races we just alternated turns uh, in Dungeon Bowl, there's no, we didn't set a time limit. It suggests you could. There's no turn limit. There's not eight turns. There's not 16 turns. It's just the first one to find the ball and score. And get um, it to the opponent's end zone. Yep. Ironically enough, Nuffle <laughs> said, oh, you're going to play a practice game just for the fun of it? Well, I'm going to make this interesting. The ball was in the very last treasure chest <laughs> uh, that we opened. So we had five explosions. So when you open a treasure chest that doesn't have the ball. It's an explosion. Your players knock down, you make an armor roll, you move on. So some guys can get hurt. So if- starting off, it was interesting to me that, because, you know, you do, we have six people and I started and we can't bring in someone on the first turn. That's fine. Oh, that's true. I'm, I'm uh, glad you said that. The um, very first player can't bring somebody in on the first turn. Both games, I was able to get three people on a chest immediately. And mm-hmm. that just, I don't know. I mean, it makes, I mean, there's not much we can do about it. And obviously it didn't play to my advantage, but it's just kind of odd. Well, you had some faster teams in some ways than yeah, me. I definitely did, sure. But I guess your worry is, and my worry too, is if you were playing this competitively, somebody's going to figure some stuff out to make sure. They get to all the trips. Yeah, because once you have the... Although, the first setup had a disadvantage that I really didn't like, or a, a thing I didn't like. There was only... The hallways? Yeah, there's only one access way to the end zone, and it was by a two-wide hallway. So after the first turn or so, I told Scott, I'm like, you know, you could just put your two ogres right there in the hallway and block everything, and I could never score. Because I don't have anyone who's going to be able to, you know, take down an ogre. Yeah, that's true. And that, that sucks. You know, 
it it we had concerns about that on the first setup, but the second setup had two entryways. Whoa, whoa, to, whoa! Let's what? talk about okay. the first game, though. Okay, that's fine. I was just kind of like pointing out that that didn't end up being as big of an issue. Well, that's also because I didn't do it. So well, yeah. I, I was trying to play in the vein of trying to win and not trying to just turtle back there in case you found the ball or I found the mm-hmm. ball, which I think could be a problem in Dungeon Ball because somebody doesn't want to concede or you come after me. I'm not coming yeah, after you. That could easily be a, an issue. Luckily, me and Steve don't do that. You know, you've heard the stories of when we had our league with our friends that we didn't purposely stall <laughs> and stuff like that. So this was not an issue, but it did cost me because I eventually brought some guys out and St- Steve uh, got a gutter runner that skittered through the skittered through some tackle zones, picked up the ball and then skittered down the hall. Eventually Steve won one to nothing. How long did we play it? Hour and 15 minutes? That one hour, 15 hour, 30 maybe. And it's interesting because again, I went over five on the chests and blew myself up a ton. Even with the Noblars and the Goblins, there were not many injuries. I think I knocked out one of your guys almost like kind of yep. quick, and you put a use the magic sponge. So every team in Dungeon Bowl gets, and this is a throwback to the old Dungeon Bowl where they had a magic sponge. So if somebody got knocked off the pitch, if they were knocked out, only knockouts, did they get to use this magic sponge to revive them, move them over to the your reserves, and then you could teleport them into the dungeon. One thing that we haven't talked about is after, so Steve went first, mm-hmm. he could not teleport a guy in. But from that moment on, when it became my turn, the second player, any point during my turn, I could teleport a player in. So we'd roll a D6 and teleport a guy in and they can't move. They basically kind of got like teleportation sickness mm-hmm. or whatever. They, they don't want to move off the portal. Um, so that's how you start getting guys in there. And if nobody gets hurt and I had like, you know, like I think 13 guys, 12 guys, I had more guys than Steve's. I could have outnumbered Steve if that game would have went on long enough. Yeah. Um, Steve did win the first game mm-hmm. and we looked at the star player points and stuff and there was the only star player points that we would have got. I don't think there was any completions. Yeah. There was just the touchdown. We should and talk then about that. What, if we had MVPs. Yeah. Steve forgot how to play the game. <laughs> Steve yeah, throws Steve. with an elf and I'm like, Oh, it's a quick pass. I just need like a three or two, whatever. No big oh, deal. It was brilliant. Steve. Yeah. He, he did it with a witch elf and he goes, I'm just going to throw this quick pass here. Oh, uh, I, I I rolled a. I think he rolled a two, and I said, "I don't think that's good." And you're like, "I rolled a two. It's a quick pass. It's plus one." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, but they changed it. And like, changed what? It's a witch elf." And I was like, <laughs> "No, dude, they have past stats now." Like, oh no, only the throwers are good. And we checked it, and the witch elf needed like a four. I think it was a four up. Or it's a five, a five plus. Five plus, and so mm-hmm. <laughs> a super incomplete pass, which was hilarious. All I had so to do, and that was one thing that um, my next play was going to be, is also that configuration. Is all I had to do was throw the ball down the hallway and into your end zone, and where I had a guy behind you, there wasn't anything you could do. All I had yeah, to do was break him away and go get it. Yeah, as long as you pick up the ball, you would have scored. Yeah. I mean, you clearly had the speed 
in that matchup. So, and luckily, so, my armor held up that game. Another cool thing about Dungeon Bowl is if you're making a block into somebody, there's no out of bounds. Mm-hmm. But if you push them into the wall, you roll a d6, and if I remember correctly, and I'm not remembering correctly, um, it's a 50-50 chance. Yeah. I think it's one through three. You're fine. But you're fine. You kind of stand firm. You know, you brace yourself against the wall. You don't you don't move into it. And if it's a four, five, or six, you're crushed into the wall and you fall down. So there was times that we we didn't do this at first. But after a few turns, we started going, oh, you're next to me? And there's a wall right there? Hell, I'll throw the block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like, oh, you got crushed into the wall, even though I pushed you. So it was like uh, we, we started learning the game. Oh, this you fouled me in this game, didn't you? I did, and I got caught. And you argued the call, and mm-hmm. you got a one. Oh, no, you didn't. But we were theorizing what would happen if you got a one. Does it have any extra negative repercussions? Because in the regular game, it's minus one to brilliant coaching roles, and, and in this still is. still is, and obviously we honestly haven't read through the whole book completely because we wanted to make sure that we get some games in and record in time and everything. But I don't really see anything about. There's nothing blatantly obvious about a brilliant coaching role somewhere. Yeah. Unless maybe it's in the inducements and you get like some prayers to nuffle thing or, or something league, like that. I mean, we don't know. If there's a kickoff table, it doesn't mention it. Well, there's not. There are I mean, some new skills, which is kind of neat. So and yeah, we, maybe it's some in there. Maybe we, maybe leadership does I don't know. I don't know. But it's just kind of odd that oh, it doesn't really matter. I assume that it does matter somehow, but we just don't know yet. Yeah, that's possible. Because, again, it's kind of hard to read through a whole rule book when you know 60% of it, at least. So I think think it's safe in saying after playing the first game, also because we didn't name our players, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a league game, we kind of felt like, well, I mean, pizza's always good, but it wasn't great pizza. Yeah. I mean, is that kind of safe to say? Because. I also opened the- five bombs that went, knocked me on my butt. <laughs> and then you, you was like, oh, I guess I'll get it. I got an ogre. Boop, 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 boop. Well, you tackled my ogre. Thankfully. Um, I, I think the bad thing playing old Dungeon Bowl is the same thing with the new one after playing a few games. It can be over pretty quick. And like this first game. Yeah it's really hard to skill up because you don't get that much experience. And if this was a league game, you're not moving your players much. Um, and I theorize that maybe we should get like one star player point for opening up a chest. I mean, but, that's interesting to be honest. I think that's kind of like being brave enough to do it. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. Now I know what a team could do. You could have easily, if you would have got the ball early, you could have sat in a room until I came to you mm-hmm. and passed it back and forth and kind of milled some points. Yeah, but again, that's the stalling thing. And I there's know. not a good. I mean, I mean, I realize there's a time limit that you can put into the game, but there's not a good way that we know of to incentivize just getting the damn game done. Right. Because this is a game where there's no time limit. So 
if you had actually hurt me some and gotten the ball and was able to sit back and it's a league game, why don't you just destroy my team? Right. And just kill them. Just go after them, foul them, kill them. Don't worry about it because you can never not win the game. You have the ball. You just have to walk in. Even if you bonehead 100 times in a row, 101 time, you're going to do it. I think these games would be best served if you did have a time limit, no matter what, even if you're playing one-off games. Um, Let's go to game two. Yeah. Game Um, two, I I changed my team. You stayed the same. You changed your team. We we did the second dungeon that's displayed in the actual rule book. Mm -hmm. I was going to change teams too. And then when I looked at the mess of like, hey, you could – I didn't want to dig up a whole bunch of models. God, That's yeah. just the truth. Because I was going to take a new team because Steve said, I already got this team ready to go. College of Light. Boom, I'm ready. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to mess with this. I don't want to go pull out, go to like four cases and pull out, you know, 11 miniatures just to play a game that could last an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. So I played with the Blazing Axes or the College of Fire again. Same exact team. We just had a different layout. You said you had the College of Light? Yeah. I took uh, one Imperial Thrower, one, uh, no, two Elven Blitzers, uh, one Human Catcher, one Elf Catcher, and then a whole bunch of Elf Linemen. So what is the main races on that team, just in general? Yeah, it's Elven Linemen, Elven Union Linemen, Imperial Retainer Linemen, Elven Union Catcher, Human Catcher, Elven Union Blitzer, Elven Union Thrower, Imperial Thrower. Okay. So it's Elven Union, Imperial, and the Human Catcher for whatever reason. Okay. Again, it sounds like a draft up at the guys in 3 to block. Kind of, um, yeah. So this team in 2nd edition, if you're looking for the sponsors of the Light Wizards, would have been the team called the Doom Forgers, which was consisted of dwarves, werewolves, and a few halflings. I actually it says this was a halfling team, was onto a loser before it began until they started recruiting drive, adding dwarves and werewolf players. So huh. mainly a halfling team that added werewolves and dwarves. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a more interesting team. Um, we'll get we'll get into that. Let's talk about the game. Yeah. Um, so again, I got to go first, right? Yes, and this time we decided to play with all the special rules oh, yeah. on the rooms. Sure did. And we had the baby dragon room. We had the kitchen. We so had the flooded room. The dragon, um, if you activate, he'll try to attack you. If he gets a five or a six, you get knocked down. Right. Um, we had a room where it added extra damage if you get knocked down. We forgot about that. It was like the armory. Armory, the, yeah. I think it was the armory. We had other we had rooms bu- that didn't really come into play, and then we had the the chasm with the lava. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> there was the flooded room. Yeah, it was harder to go for it, or which we forgot as that? well. Yep. Is it called rush or what? What is the hell? Is it yeah, called? it's rushing. I think. Oh boy, they changed terms in my old. We're old. Yeah. The, there was the kitchen room where you could actually literally start a food fight. You could pick that was, up food. That's probably my favorite one. Like within four squares, you can just throw something at somebody. 
And I think one was called the bone pit where it was harder to throw, pass, and catch. Something like that, if yeah. If I remember correctly. So, so nothing too game-breaking. The lava pit had a, a row of fire and a bridge. So if you knocked somebody into the fire, they got immediately injured. Yeah. And uh, that's what I did. Uh, I went turn one. Scout goes turn two. And, like, I moved up on, again, I moved up on three uh, chests. And turn two, I was able to take my people that were in the back, put them on those three chests, and move on to, like, two others. So I was right next to most of the chests. And you then, were faster, and we yeah. did try to position the chests as if we were to try to help ourselves. Mm-hmm, you know, of we course. We weren't just randomly doing that. Is, that is, I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm saying, um, like, yeah, we act like it was competitive. Um, so uh, Scott took one of his dwarves right across the bridge dwarf runner across the damn bridge and i had just enough movement i went eight did a rush and did a one die block and pushed him into the lava and my guy was out of the game and he was out of the game and i'm like this game's gonna go well for me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) nuffle once again long story short uh, we came down to two uh treasure chests because the the first four blew up on us until we, uh, we but by us you mean me yeah, yeah i'm well, 0 for 9 picking chests <laughs> every single time it blew up in my face and luckily i wasn't really getting injured from them no you weren't um i found the chest with the ball uh an ogre had it mm-hmm. and then and i there was a lot of injuries in this game. There was a lot of knockouts and a yeah. few casualties. So we you saw... actually had one of your ogres get lost to time and space. That's true. So if you, so if you're on a portal, and you blip around, so like if I go from portal one to portal five, and Steve's guy's on portal five, then he's gonna roll the dice again and go to number three. But if at any time, like, I think we had an ogre go from five no he was on one he was on and one. i rolled and got another one Which so means if, he got yeah. temporary lost in like the old rule said in space and time and then the wizards had to go find him throughout the galaxy mm-hmm. to bring him back this one i can't remember their description for it something similar you're, you're lost for the game yeah basically um so i lost an ogre that way and at that point i thought i was in trouble because steve was and then I started blocking Steve and hurting guys. And the and stupid dragon started the, just destroying me. I think it's actually called a youngling dragon. Well, and it it was brutal. It beat all of us up and it really beat Steve to hell. Every time Steve tried to move through that room, it would knock him down. Yeah, and there's I a portal a in there. I couldn't, I mean, I teleported in, I tried to leave and it's just like, nope, down you go. Yeah, so the little uh, baby dragon was a butthole. To I think us. I had um, you almost immediately. My catch, my human catcher, got knocked out, and mm-hmm. I decided to bring him back with a magic sponge because I'm like, what's the odds of someone else? Oh, that's just got knocked out. So mm-hmm. then um, another one got knocked out. Another one got knocked out. My blitzers are getting. I had what four knockouts? I might four or have five. Had, I had. Maybe four, five people on the pitch at the end. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do jack all. It finally the game ended where 
I rushed around with the ogre a little bit. Steve kept basing me. And finally, I moved a, uh, a nobbler. I don't want to say a snotling. A nobbler up next to the ogre. And then I just handed it off to the nobbler. And he had enough movement to get to the end zone. And so the blazing axes, the college of fire wins. Mm-hmm. So me and Steve split for the night. That game, it could have been as short as 30 minutes, but it was not longer than 45. Right. Um, and again, that's with us opening five out of the six chests and, you know, a lot of injury rolls. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's a couple of times when someone teleported in, because again, my guys were not getting off the pad because they kept going into five and getting destroyed by the dragon. So we had multiple times where we had to roll about four or five times to get people bouncing around. And if you teleport more than, if if you teleport two times or more in a turn, you get injured. So I literally had someone teleport in, bounce somebody out. They bounce somebody else out. And that person bounced my guy who just teleported in out. So immediately uh, he was stunned. And I think we're playing that right. Yeah. It sounds like when they bounce around from the chain reaction, if they move more than twice, then yeah. they take an injury roll. Absolutely. So now, no Steve question. Did a great, just annoying. You did a great thing. You, It looked like I had a clear path to the end zone with my ogre, and Steve did this move where he pops out of a portal, goes into the portal, and he pops right next to the closest space he could to the ogre. Mm-hmm. And then he just steps out too, and he gets a tackle zone and marks him. So I got lucky. Yeah, that was a fun little thing. Yeah, and that's you know that's what you do with portals. Like that, my strategy came to hoping the portals would let me do something. And I was going to blitz you, but I had to use the guy who was in the room with the dragon, and he just decided to get demolished by the dragon. Yeah, that was great. (sighs) I love that. So. After playing two games, I like it because it's different. And by game two, we were really like looking on how to set up to at least if we didn't make the block successful, it would have a chance of pushing into the mm-hmm. wall. That's nice. Um, we were a little bit more strategic on like where we place the treasure chests and stuff. The biggest mistake I made is I didn't think Steve could get to me when I crossed that fire pit and he (laughs) pushed me right into it. So I was kind of mad at myself and I do enjoy playing this. I would not, if Steve just told me like, Hey, every Friday, let's just play a one-off game and try different teams. I would say, I don't want to do that at the very least me and you take two different teams and we'll play a very, very small league. Yeah. Just and, to get something going. And again, full transparency, we have not completely read these rules. So, we, again, uh, we wanted to get we, this out we to you. Time. We wanted to play the game. We wanted to do the podcast. Um, I think there are league rules in there. But yeah. I think, like Scott mentioned when we were playing, a lot of the problem with league play is going to be setting up for... 30 minutes or however long it takes just to be done in 30 minutes. That's going to suck. So we're going to have to, you're going to want to play a couple of games each league night or whatever. So he came up with the idea of home and away. And then that went into the idea of 
one thing you could do to make things faster is have a set home field for you. So like right. your so, home dungeon has a specific layout that you would just put out every single time. Exactly. I think, yes, if I was going to run a league today with this, I would let everybody design their own home field and then like take a picture of it or somehow document it on grid paper or something. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned like, I sure would suck to set up a side of night, go down to the shop and it takes longer to set up than actual play. Yeah. And I said, well, that's when me and you play each other. <laughs> you, we do a home and away game that night. We play each mm -hmm. other back to back one in your stadium, one in my stadium, or in this case dungeons. And, you know, if we got there at six o'clock and game night was until the shop closed at 10, we could even set a time limit, you know, an oh, hour yeah, and we'd a half. have We'd have more than enough time. And it should be enough time unless somebody got really stally with it. That's what I would do. Now, another thing we did when we, when I was a kid, we tried to do dungeon bowl leagues. A lot of times we would, if we had a third person and often we did, cause it was always me, Rob and Gary playing, we'd have the other guy set stuff up. And then we would play the game. Yeah. And that, that made some interesting things because we had even some rooms that had a treasure chest in it that only had a portal to get to. So you had to like hop on a portal to get to that portal room only. Yeah. And I, I don't just even know if that's, I don't think that's legal technically in this because it says they have to be touching. Yeah. And, and see, that's the thing it. that this is a set of rules that they have to put out and play test supposedly and make sure they work. A lot of the fun of doing a league or something is making up your own rules. So sure. have rooms like that. Maybe have a, a a book of different dungeons. And maybe the Dungeon of Light or someone, they don't have any rooms that connect to each other. You only have rooms that you can access through portals. And it's just a luck of the draw or something. You know, if we make our home stadium, maybe each person can create one room that is to their liking with their own special rules and stuff. So there's a lot of potential here to make it more fun, but I don't see it in the rules currently. Um, so we played it. I, like, like I said, I enjoyed it, but I would have enjoyed it more if it was a league. I want yeah. to say that about regular blood bowl too. So there's no, no questioning, you know, how I feel about that. Yeah, because people ask me all the time, well, you know, is Blood Bowl fun? I go, well, yeah. Is it, is, it's not a game that you can have a lot of fun one-off, though. You got to have a league. You got to have people to play with. And that's where it fun comes in. Well, yeah, we're very sports role-playing type games. So mm -hmm. go over the colleges really quick. Like the rosters and yeah, stuff just, or just, just the names? Well, you don't have to. I, how about like... Um, College of Shadows, we know that they're goblins, Skaven, and Dark yeah. Elves. We did um, Fire, we did Shadow. Metal is Goblin, Bruiser, Orc, Human, Orc Blitzer, Human Blitzer, Orc Thrower, Black Orc, Biggin, Bodyguard, and Bloodseeker. Is this the College of Metal? I yeah. mean, I'm sorry, the College of Golden Wizards? Uh, or is this Amber? Uh, Does it say the gold wizards of the College of Metal have long been fans of Nuffles? Gold wizards. Game. 
So in old Dungeon Bowl, the kind of team that came with the box is called the Warhawks, and they were Ogre, Orc, and Goblins. And so. this one is the Iron Hawks. So very similar. Okay, next one. College of Light, which we discussed. Uh-huh, that was the Doom Forgers back in the day. They're the Radiant Lions now. Okay. College of Death. Okay. Um, linemen. Is that the Dark Wizards, or is it just say the College of Death? Uh, I'm just skimming. Sure. It's just, uh, it transpired that the Amethyst Wizards had buried over two Amethyst, dozen okay, that's good. So, the old... <laughs> I just want to compare these. Yeah, it's the Black it's Widows. Okay, so what they've done is, is, and we might have this, because there was 10 in this old Dungeon Bowl. <clears throat> the Black Widows in old Dungeon Bowl was made up of undead races mm-hmm. and trolls, but they were from the College of Dark Wizards, while the team called the Grim Reapers, which was Minotaur, Skaven, and Goblins, so kind of like an Underworld-type team, they were from the Amethyst Wizards. Yeah. So those teams were called the Grim Reapers for the Amethysts, and for the Dark Wizards was called the Black Widows. Okay, so this is Skeleton Lineman, Zombie Lineman, Ghoul Runner, Wraith, Basically the undead White Blitzer, Flesh Golem, and Mummy. This one to me is like super boring. That really is I'll, just I'll straight up. This. It's undead. just the undead stuff. That's so. lame. Okay, next one. God. Uh, the opposite of that. College of Life. The Emerald okay. Crusaders. Emerald Crusaders. So, back in 2nd edition, we had... What you say it was called? The College of what? Life. Life. I'm just double-checking here. Jade Wizards? Yep. Okay, so the 2nd edition, or the old Dungeon Bowl, is the Jade Wizards... Um, it was just green races. It's ba- it's basically what's called an orc team now. It's a troll, orcs, and goblins. And that their team in this old thing was called just the Green Destroyers, which is so basic and simple and stupid, but I just have such a love for the Green Destroyers. <laughs> so this one, like the last team, was basically just the undead team. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, Lineman, Halfling Hopeful, Rotter, Snotling, or Wood Elf. Runners, Stilty Runner, Halfling Catcher, Wood Elf Catcher, Blitzers, War Dancer, Thrower, Wood Elf Thrower, Blocker, Halfling Hefty, and Bloater, uh, Special Position, Fungus Flinga, and Fun Hoppa, then Big Guys, Treeman, Tainted Troll, and Rot Spawn. So many people. So basically the fluff on this is, it's the College of Life. And they had to start including like bacteria and diseases because they're also life in their own way. Yep. Is how they explain this. And that's why you have the rotters and the wood elves. I can accept that. That's fine. I I can too, but I'll go on to it here in a second. College of Beasts that has a a pig dog looking werewolf as the picture. Just it's weird. Uh lineman. Beastmen or what's, what? What's the wizards? What college? Oh, um, Amber. Amber. Okay, I'm gonna look for them now. The Stormbolts. Oh, that's right. The Stormbolts. Is that their team? Yeah. 
Okay, and I talked about that earlier. That's Dark Elves, Skaven, and Orcs in the old edition. So this one is Beastmen, Runner Linemen, Werewolf Runners, Blitzers, or Pestigorn, Cornigore, Blockers, Chaos Blocker, Big Guys, Minotaur, Croxagore, Radogre, and Bloodspawn. Okay. I don't know why they get Croxagore, of all things. They, have, they had to find a place for it, and it was a monster, so they put it on the beasts. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Okay. And then College of Heavens, the Celestial Wizards. Okay. In the old edition, this was the Harlequins. This was Elves, Humans, Halflings. And this is Celestial Comets. Um, Linemen, we have... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had it wrong. That's the College of Rainbows. They took that college away. (laughs) You said the Celestial... Comets. College of Celestial Heavens is the... This is College of Heavens, yeah. Okay, so this team was like the only one race. It's just a team of elves in the old edition, hmm. and they were called the Celestial Comets. So this lineman, Skink lineman, Blitzers, Noble Blitzers, Throwers, Human Throwers, Blocker, Source Blockers, and Special Chameleon Skink. So it's Lizardmen and Humans are now the Celestial Wizards. And Imperial. Did they mention the Celestial Comets? Yeah, that's the star team. Okay. All right. Is that all of them? That's all of them. So It does it, get a roll of honor of who won nothing. The Dungeon Bowls. I guess Dungeon Bowl, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So I know this is just the second edition guy who grew up with this in junior high and high school. And I know they wanted to include every model on the teams. And I know they have to update it for the year 2021 and it's not 1988 anymore. But, and I know part of this is me looking at these old little cartoony artwork that I love and have loved for 30 plus years. To me, they've taken some of the magic, though, of, yes, they're mixed-race teams, but they had so much more flavor to me, but I know it's because of nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really hate the Celestial team being lizards and humans because what I thought was unique about Dungeon Bowl back then was you had all these colleges with all these mixed race teams, which was like kind of the first time you got to do a chaos all-star type team or chaos renegade type team, chaos pack type team in second edition. You got to do it with every team, except you had these snooty freaking elves that thought they were so high and mighty because they were the celestial wizards. And they had the one team that was nothing but elves. Hmm. And I think you kind of missed that a little bit. But I know they're going for all mixed-race teams, Yeah, and the sad thing is, the way they did it, you can't even have all elf, because you have to have linemen. And the skinks are the linemen. Well, and the other race is humans, right? So, Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you have to have some linemen. And because the other teams, you could theoretically do an all-one race. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You could take a whole bunch of, like, noble linemen Mm -hmm. or whatever. Whatever, yeah. And say that's what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I, I guess you could make the fluff work around it. So they have updated it. I'm glad they 
there's enough throwbacks to like, okay, so the storm bolts aren't the same as they used to be, but they're, they're still there. You know, like we didn't totally abandon it for you, Scott, Scott prime who needs all the nostalgia from 30 years ago. Yeah. I just don't, I don't like that. They had to include every freaking race in those like eight teams. Yeah. You could have done more teams. I would have been just happy with like, here's Nurgle, and uh, just pick something else. Uh, I don't corn. love I don't love the team names. They're kind of generic. Well, you like the College of Shadows, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, the old and ones were kind of yeah. The old ones weren't any too. better, but I mean, we're missing out of the the College of Rainbows. So I mean, like yeah, the, the Rainbow Wizards. <laughs> I don't know um, what would be better. Obviously, they're not going to do Oklahoma bandits or whatever. You know, like true colleges. But no, it'd be nice if there was a way to place them in an area and give a geographical name to them and have those rivalries and stuff like that. Yeah. And again, all stuff you can do, but you have to add your own flair to it. It's the team creation to me is very, somebody's going to really love it. And if I, if I had a league, I would find a college and I would love it too. But for a one-off game, it's very, very messy. Again, I didn't want to make up a new team just because I didn't want to mess with all the little models and getting one model of this out and one model of that out Mm -hmm. going through all my stuff. If this was a league, that's fine. If I played a league, I would never, ever, ever go buy 20 models and make up, this is my Dungeon Bowl team. I'm always going to play this team. No. never. It, it would never happen. It is going to be interesting, though, if you play a league, because when you can buy a player eventually, you have so many options to choose from. That is true. So that'd be neat. And, it, and there's usually a stunty race almost on every team, it feels like. So, or, hey. or something cheap is what I'm getting at. So Also, yeah. it's interesting, too, because... You legit, if you have 16 players, could put 16 players on the pitch. Yeah, eventually. I guess the dungeon, not the pitch, but either way. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Um, anything else we want to talk about the actual play of it? Um, it plays like Dungeon Bowl, which... <laughs> KOs I, suck. I, I mean... I, I, it's, it's Dungeon Bowl. It is a different game. It, it has the same rules as Blood Bowl, but at times it's not fulfilling because it's just the first guy to score. Imagine playing Blood Bowl and the first guy to score and the game's over. Mm-hmm. So you you don't even get that moment where, like, if you played to time no matter what, let's say me and you sat down to play Dungeon Bowl for two hours, even if there was 30 minutes left and I'm down to nothing, I could go, well, I'll try to find that ball real quick and I'll try to throw a few passes so I can get my thrower a skill for next game. Yeah. You don't have those opportunities unless you farmed points out during the game. Yeah. Or you change how you do it. You could do best of three. You could like literally, it wouldn't make much of a difference. And then, no? you know, That'd be kind of interesting because like game night, if it's you and me meeting, we could do a best of three and have it resurrection, except um, everything happens. 
So you play your two or three games, and then like if someone died the first game, they're back the second and third game, but then at the end of it, they're dead. There's or a lot of what if you you know got two star players game one or star player points game one, and two game three, at the end of it you'd have four star player points for that guy. And then you just add it together and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's there's many ways you could do this. the The exciting thing about Dungeon Bowl is you only have to score one point. I mean, like our, our game started off in that second game. You push in my guy in the pit, and I, he's gone. And then a, a ogre disappears through time, and luckily I find the ball. And, yeah, you know, so like there's good, there's pros and cons, and I will never, ever. Just like Blood Bowl in a one-off setting, I will never like Dungeon Bowl in a one-off setting. It's the same let's problem with Blitz Bowl or any game. Let, let's play a league. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with Blitz Bowl. And here's the thing. If you're going to play a league, I bet you within a few games, everybody's going, why didn't we just start a Blood Bowl league? Mm-hmm. And that's the bad thing here is Blood Bowl is overall better than Dungeon Bowl. Blood Bowl is overall better than the board game known as Blitz Bowl. They're all unique. They're all good. But I think at the end of the day, you just, if you're going to spend this much time, you'd rather just put that time into playing a Blood Bowl league. Yeah. So that's where it might be like maybe the value's not there for you unless you're buying this for nostalgia. Is that fair? That's fair. All right, let's end this, and we'll come back with a wrap-up of our thoughts. If you've listened this far, you've probably heard all of our thoughts, but we'll find something new to talk about, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and we're going to go ahead and kind of give our final thoughts, because we know some people just care about that, so they might just be jumping to this, and that's fine. Overall, Blood Bowl 2020, Scott. 2021, whatever it is. It's Dungeon Bowl 2021. Yep. Anyways, Dungeon Bowl 2021. That's- <laughs> uh, from a guy who has the original Dungeon Bowl set in a battered kind of box, but the contents inside are still good, it's not usable. Uh, the <laughs> the squares are small because the models were smaller way mm-hmm. back then. I love looking at the box art and stuff, but really there's no reason I should keep this except for it's nostalgia. Yes, Dungeon Bowl is a must-buy for me. Is it overpriced in my opinion? Yes. Would I still buy it? Yes. Am I going to buy one? Yes. It's not for everybody, though. Yeah. I'm buying I'm buying it for nostalgia, and I'll be honest in saying that if in the next two years we even have a league that lasts five games of Dungeon Bowl, it will be worth my time and money. But I'm going to, I'd almost bet a foot that we're not going to play it that much. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to, like, we kick off a league at the store, and then we have some downtime. Maybe this would be good in the time of next year when my daughter is in marching band, and I don't have a lot of time for a league. We play Dungeon Bowl League instead because it's shorter games. We could meet at the store at 11 o'clock on Saturday, and we're all done by you know, 12, 31 o'clock and we can go yeah. be with our families. I really think though, when it comes to league and again, full transparency, we have not read the complete rules. So this 
might be mitigated some there. Um, it feels like you got to add a lot to it to make it worth the time and effort. Because just yes. playing one game ain't going to cut it. You know, we have to play two games, three games, uh, something to make the time worth it. And then if we're doing that, we got to find some way to keep the the dungeon interesting. I think this would be a better league type game with your buddies, your really close buddies, where you go to each other's house and play on the kitchen table instead of playing this at the store. Yeah. So when I, I mean, and if you did do it at the store, yes, I think the best route is like, we're going to set up a time. You're going to play the best two out of three games, like you said, or you're just going to play a home and away game. Yeah. And just go with that. Or you, everybody, you know, slides one spot down <laughs> so you play somebody different at game night well that might be the way on. to do it honestly um but it's good it's good it's worth it to me but it is it's overpriced i'm telling you right yeah. now it's overpriced there's a there's a restaurant down in norman called the velvet taco and it is there's a location for sure down in dallas texas oh yeah i love the place i love it i would eat there once a week i'd maybe eat there more i love it it is overpriced too. It's good food. It's way overpriced. That's exactly what I feel like this. We're not going to use the teams. Menu's not using the teams. These brews will probably never get punched unless we just need a model for somewhere else. So those are kind of useless to me. I wish I had more portals. I've already talked about that. I wish I had more um, treasure chests. And I would be completely fine if all of those were just cardboard chits so I could mix them easy and don't have to worry about, you know, what do I do once I have these painted? Yeah. So I wish we had maybe not double of the rooms that we had in there, but I think we punched out like three or four sheets of cardboard, one or two more sheets of cardboard to punch out just to have the options I think would have been really nice. Granted, Maybe their cost with the age of COVID where everything seems to be more expensive yeah, and paper shortage and everything else. If that would have put the game at $200 for them to make it worth their while, then no, I'm glad they didn't do that. But they sure, sure could have like saved cost on those uh, plastic pieces that other people will love. And they could have gave me cardboard chits and they yeah. could have took the teams out. But I know you have to put teams in if you're against workshop. Yeah, product. and we love the pieces too. I mean, it's just we're looking at value and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just saying, like, I didn't need the teams. If you could have sold all this to me without the teams for a hundred dollars, yes, I would be much more happy. Yeah, for sure. Somebody will get these teams. Somebody will paint them up because they're faster painters than us or they enjoy it and they're good at modeling and they're going to just knock the shit out of this great out and then we're going to wish we had teams because we're going to see pictures of it and we're going to be jealous mm -hmm. sure which i think this is one of the, the problem is is we also play we like to play every team we don't focus on one team this yeah. might be a game where if you are going to do that you focus on some teams and you just if you're playing the college of life you buy you a sprue of uh, wood elves and you buy you a sprue of halflings and you go, I don't have Nurgle models. I'm not going to worry about it, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. And, and how do you feel? Overall, I do like it. I can't disagree with what you're saying. Uh, it does feel a little bit overpriced. 
Um, it's odd to me that it does. Maybe more blank big rooms so you don't have to play with the same. That's my worry, too, is... There is no we're blank not, big rooms. Yeah. We're not going to get they tired of playing rooms. on the same Blood Bowl pitch because we have a crap ton of Blood Bowl pitches and they're different and they're cool. Um, and 40, 50 bucks doesn't seem so bad. But when there's going to be, presumably, no more of these tiles put out, these are the only ones you have, it's going to get old real fast. Now, there's a ton of people who have their old, you know, pieces from the old game that have been playing for years. They have 3D versions of the game. They're going to love this because it gives them a new rule set, new teams that are supposedly balanced or whatever. Um, so, or they may just ignore it and continue on doing what they're doing. But if I, you play, if you play Shadows of Brimstone, yeah. The squares look like they're exactly <laughs> the same because my ogre base fit perfectly. I yeah. pulled out some of those tiles. So theoretically, we could set up a dungeon with <laughs> Shadows of Brimstone mine tiles and play mm -hmm. in a dungeon or mine. So that would work. I could see a lot of third-party people getting tokens and pieces and rooms and stuff created. Sure. So that might help it. I just don't know. If if there was no Blood Bowl, just stop for a second and oh, act yeah. like Blood Bowl never existed. And this is your sports fantasy role-playing game. And it was like a college version of college football. Mm -hmm. This would be amazing. Yeah. But Blood Bowl is just it it <laughs> it's the best like fantasy sports role-playing game ever. Yeah, and this is not me being a GW fanboy because the community has kept this thing alive for many, many years, and the creative side of other people adding to a role-playing game is what makes a role-playing game, and so that's why it's hard to compare it to Blood Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it just is. Uh, you know, like the Blood Bowl card game, it's actually a great game. But you don't get the role-playing aspect that you do when you make up your own team and name your players. And they level up, and they have rivalries, yeah. and there's there's more interaction, there's more strategy. That's one thing with this game, too, playing it, is a lot of randomness to it, which I'm not there's against. But it you're not going to appeal to high-end gamers who like Blood Bowl for the deep strategy of it when you go, okay, well... Good luck getting out of this room with that dragon because it's going to destroy you. <laughs> or, right. you know, you open up five chests and get no ball and then you do it with your ogre. And this thing is high agility, low agility, doesn't matter. Whoever's next to the thing opens it up and gets the ball immediately. So you can get a Croxagore or whatever high strength piece just get that ball and walk into the end zone and the whole other team just trying to stop it. And with that said, if you position yourself right, you can push, <laughs> you know, throw two dice uphill, as they say, yeah. and you can push somebody and maybe the wall will knock them down. So there, there is, but you have to, to hope. Do. Yeah. And but it is a lot more random. We saw a lot more 
I'll throw one die blocks than maybe we ever would have in a regular Blood Bowl game. Like that's for sure. More of those randomness things. There was more of a, I'm just gonna throw the ball because it's better than it being right here. Yeah. So there you go, folks. Overall, it is is a thumbs up. I I didn't think we were going to get this. I do think if you're a collector, I, I think we're only going to see this one time. And this is a one and done type deal that we're not going to see again, at least for a long, long time. So if you're one of those guys, you want to get one, leave it in the wrapper and put it on your shelf. Go for it. Um, Why would anybody ever do that? Yeah, I know that's exactly what you're probably going to do with yours. Uh, Yeah. But um, I'm very thankful. I want to thank GW for uh, giving this uh, to us and giving us the opportunity to review this. Yeah, absolutely. Trusting us to uh, not tell a word to anybody until (laughs) this comes out. So I I am excited for it. It's just, you got to remember, it's not Blood Bowl. It is Dungeon Bowl. It's a different beast. And I hope you don't regret your purchase and we hope you enjoy, you know, doing leagues and stuff. And like I said, come up with funky rules. Let us know what you're doing. Let us know what is working well for you. A because, lot of house rules are going to have to help this. Yeah. If if there's a league out there that finds a way, it's like, yeah, you know what? We do play three times best of three and whoever wins gets blah, blah, blah. It seems to work out well. Great. That's something that we could implement. You know, I was thinking... And this just goes back to it. I know we're rambling at this point. Uh, I was thinking today, though, being like around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And we didn't talk about it, the opening segment. But like, you know, my job kind of like calms down during Christmas time because we don't have that many students. So a lot of times our hours get cut. If I didn't work at a game shop (laughs) and it wasn't, you know, I get spoiled for Christmas. I am very blessed that my parents, my dad thinks he's freaking Santa Claus. (laughs) Yes, he does. He's too spoiling of, of what we, you know, I'm going to get a copy and then dad's probably going to go down there and get it for me. So Merry Christmas to me. That's probably really realistically what's going to happen. But if I had to pay with this with my own money, I probably would not get one just because money's a little bit tighter. Yeah. I have my children to buy for probably in my situation, I would beg the comic shop that I get it from like, can you order me one in? I'll pick it up. I'll pay the thing off before the end of January and move on. But I just couldn't. It's not worth it to just outright buy it and suffer the consequences for my family, if that makes sense. So if somebody's on yeah. the fence, there's my answer. There's my dad answer for you around Christmas time with money tight. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And again, I wish I could say the values there. I think it's good. If you want the rules, it's the only place to get it without going to a third party or something. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed buying it. It's just, I don't know. It's just different. It's a different style of game. So yep. we've talked it into the ground. It is a thumbs up or a thumbs in the middle, however you want to look at it. No, it's definitely it. a thumbs up. It's just we wish but it was a bigger up. Are we, are we going to play it all the time? It's probably a thumbs in the middle. <laughs> That's so, true. So, all right. We're going to come back with some shout outs and wrap up this podcast. As we exit the bowels of the dungeon bowl, we come across a lone traveler doing shout outs. 
I like how the 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 computer itself cuts you off midway yeah. through that. They're like, no, no more. Well, we're doing shout outs. Okay, whether they want us to or sure, not. Sure, 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 shout outs. So first off, I got one. Uh, want to give an apology to Ed Thurlow um, on Twitter at Blood Bowl Grud. Uh, he asked us to do something for some charity albums. Uh, Alex from uh, Anything But A One was doing. Wanted us to add a little bit extra to it, and we're like, ah, yeah, we're not gonna do a, we're not gonna do a, a video thing. We don't, we don't like being on video. He's like, no, nah, you don't have to do video. You can just do audio. I'm like, ah, oh, we could do that, no problem. And then we forgot yeah. about it. Yeah, uh, Steve said, don't forget after we record this, maybe tomorrow or this week, upcoming weekend, we should do this. And I said, when's that due? And he said, oh, never mind. That yep. was today. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> So we apologize, but we will give a shout out to anything but Alex from the anything but one. Um, he did, I believe, last year, maybe the last two years. I'm behind uh, a couple of Blood Bowl inspired albums that you can, I think, purchase or donate some money to charity for. Um, you can go to playitforward.com slash projects 273 and slash projects slash 308. We'll put the links in the show notes mm-hmm. on bothdown.com. So if you want to go there and support them, Alex is a really good guy. And yeah, you know, they're great guys and they're doing they're just, a great uh, thing. Oh, 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 I always consider them like over the seas, kind of like cousins, you know? So yeah. Um, and, uh, and Blood Bowl Grud also has a Twitter, not a Twitter, but a YouTube channel. So oh, it's cool. You can go there. And uh, yeah, we apologize. We suck. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to mention uh, Joe Smith uh, started. uh, He's a guy from Missouri, a a blood bowler. He has started like a wood. What is this? Wood carving, wood laser cutting. Sure. Business. A custom wood product business. uh, It's a wind. I'm sorry. It's wind, like W-I-N, milled, W. I can't spell Jesus Jones. <laughs> it's an upside down W. <laughs> an upside down W. <laughs> Windmilled Games. Is that what it is? Windmilled yeah. Games yeah. on Facebook. Or you can just type in Win, W I N, and space milled, M I L L E D. And it will come up on Facebook as his little page. I think it's on Etsy too, right? I believe he has an Etsy page too is where he, like his little shop is. He sent us these things and I know you cannot see this. We will try to post a picture if I haven't posted a picture yet. I talked about this on the task force geek um, show, the YouTube show I'm on a couple weeks back. If you wanted to go there and view it, it was probably the last uh, show I was on, which was two or three weeks ago, but it, Holds all your dice, your three block dice, your your D6s that you roll with, and a D8 and everything like that. It can hold your coin. I don't know if they all come with these little markers, but are the ones that he built for us come with like a little re-roll markers and stuff. And then it has a slot that holds a pin. And then the top can be used as a little, a small dice tray, which I thought was total BS. Like that's no way that's going to work. That's silly. He's just making an excuse for a dice tray. Well, after several times of trying <laughs> to use it as a dice tray, 
I almost landed the dice in there almost like 100% of the time, just like I would a regular full-size dice tray. So yes, it can really be used as a dice tray. It has the little felt inside of it. It has, are these called rare earth magnets or yeah. something like that? They have these great little magnets. These, this thing kind of fits together. It snaps shut. And you could like slide this in your, if you're like wear cargo pants like me, you could slide this in your pants and take this to a tournament. Um, I'm assuming he can engrave special things in all of these for people. Yeah. Yeah. He's done he, different ones for like the NFA and AF logos with usernames and yes, I, stuff I saw like him doing some of those with some little graphics. He put in a, a both down logo for us with the term both down on it. And then Scott prime. Um, this is really cool. Yeah. Now Absolutely. I do not know how much this costs. If you told me this was uh, eighty bucks, I would say, like the like Dungeon Bowl, <laughs> maybe that's a little overpriced. Um, um, checked his store. I think forty five. I don't want to. So this uh, is one of those items where if you caught me, for example, like we were at one of those gaming conventions for the last like uh, tournament we went to, mm-hmm. which was way back in like July or whatever. Yeah. There was a lot of neat things. And at the time I didn't have the money and I felt like some of those things were overpriced, but I'm telling you right now, if you would have got this for me as a gift and that's what Joe gave it. I mean, he gave it to us as a gift, but I'm saying like, if you would have surprised me for Christmas and gave this to me, I would cherish, I would have been so happy to have this thing. And now that I have it in hand and I've used it, like carrying it around, like when we play dungeon bowl and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, I'll probably always use this thing because the magnets, and I know nobody can see this, but I'm trying to like sling <laughs> ah, the, lid the visual off of this medium thing. that is podcasts. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't come apart. So it's really nice, nice wood, yeah. everything else. If you're thinking about Christmas gifts, I don't know if it's too late or not, but if um, you're a woman and you're listening to this podcast, you don't exist. So it's no, not some. talking to you. There is some. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer listens to this every now and then. Yeah, well, there's at least two that we know of. Anyways, if you're somebody out there and you know some a blood bowler or something mm-hmm. for a gift or something, this is a really good idea because maybe somebody would rather go buy a like a new team for thirty five dollars instead of a, a dice thing to carry around because they go, oh, I have a dice bag, I can carry this around. They'll love this once they have it. I'm telling you right now. So I'm telling you, you slap in some dungeon bowl tokens there and Ooh, that's what we God. do holy hell you're right joe get on that we need dungeon bowl tokens yeah this is actually you're god dang steve you're dang right on that because then you make a dungeon bowl specific and then you can just if we get someone like uh jack to make you know just not felt what is it neoprene pieces and rooms and corridors and stuff that sounds just, like too much work for that. Oh, I'm sure it is, but you just put that in a bag and go. So, Joe, thank you for sending this to us. Yeah, That's thank you very, very kind of you. I you didn't have to you didn't have to make one for me and Steve. You should have just made one for me. So, like, yeah. uh, but thank you for both of us. And it really is something I'll I'll always keep and stuff. So, it's pretty neat. Um. What else do we have for shout out, Steve? Definitely want to thank um, GW for sending over all the cool stuff, letting us do this, letting us get it out to people today, you know, the first day of pre-orders and everything. I'm sure everybody's shopping today, so nobody even downloaded this. No, it's Saturday. The, well, I know, but 
they're shopping right now or they're watching college football or they've already bought dungeon ball and they're listening to this and they're like, these guys are just fanboys of GW (laughs) and all they do is talk about food all the time. And yeah. Is it obvious that Scott saw a negative review lately? It wasn't even a review, but. No, it wasn't really a review. That was Brandon. I think his name's Brandon Alderman and he just made some comments and honestly, he's not wrong. No. And like I told but, him, but, sometimes the food's better than tournaments. But in our in our own defense, I do think we, we GW does something that we don't like. I I think that was a little unfair. But he said he doesn't really listen to any podcast, anyways. <laughs> and and I get it. You know, I don't have time to anymore. Me, if somebody told me they don't like to listen to podcasts, I get it. I don't work at a job where I can listen to them now. I used to work at a job where I just soaked all of them in. Yep. And listen to like, you know, 10, 10 to 15 different ones a, a month. And, I and my it, commute so. now is literally like eight minutes. So yeah. I don't have so. time to listen to a podcast in eight minute chunks. We don't really mind if you guys hate us. We would love for everybody to love us, but we know that just doesn't happen. So that's okay. Oh, um, don't forget about the tournament coming up. Oh, yeah. I am getting hoarse from talking all night. Um, we have the or the last thing I will mention is we have the Orchidus, Orchidus Open, which is the, the charity tournament for Brian Mitchell from Slurpcast. All the all the money raised for the from the drawings and for the entries, all 100 percent of it is going to Brian Mitchell's GoFundMe page where uh, he's battling some cancer, and this is to go help pay for the bills. Um, as of this notice, if I type this in really quick, I could tell you like you and I are doing the same thing, aren't we? Uh, are you doing the same thing? Looking, yeah, he's at he, seventeen he, seven forty six. Yeah, he's he's almost twenty, you know, two thousand five hundred away from the goal. Um, I don't think we're going to help him get all the way there because there's, as of this moment, I think we have about ten people signed up, which. You know, if anybody else was running a tournament, I'd go, hey, that's a good number. Good for you. But I'm so used to the Oklahoma Bowl numbers where there's like 40 people and everything yeah. else that I'm like, well, maybe this is bad timing right before Christmas. And the truth is, it is right before Christmas. It's holiday season. We, we get it. This is just the best time for the store and everything. So any bit helps. Heck, any um, bit helps. I sold, yeah. I sold a team to someone and... I was mentioning that I'm in Oklahoma, and he goes, wait, Steve, Oklahoma, are you in a podcast? I go, yeah, I, I am. He goes, right on. Um, I just started listening to you guys, and I'm really enjoying it. Don't you have a tournament coming up or something? I go, yeah, we got the Orchida open, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, cool. So he paid for the team and sent some extra money. So oh, that's awesome. There's going to be a nice sure. little donation when that comes around. Well, yeah, and that's another thing. If you can't make it, but you either care about Brian Mitchell or you just care about supporting a fellow blood bowl gamer. If you feel that in your heart to do that, reach out to us. We'll find out a way to let you, you know, donate. And it doesn't need to go through us. Just go to his GoFundMe and give it to him. Well, that's true. I mean, that's fine. I'd prefer you just to do that. That's one less like dollar. I have to keep track of my spreadsheet. So, um, big thanks to Jim Luft and the guys from Florida, Eric (laughs) and all those guys down there. They uh, sent a whole bunch of like extra tournament dice that they've had from like events and stuff that they've ran. Yeah. So uh, the good news is, is everybody that comes to the Orchidus Open is going to get a random pair of actual tournament dice from 
the state of Florida, pretty much, um, or from other various locations. So you will get custom dice at this tournament. So just know that's going to happen. We have the goth, uh, was it the goth rockers? The, the goth rockers, guys. yeah. They've uh, dropped some albums by the little yeah. albums with the cha- the saw. Yeah, huge shout but out we, to them. That was awesome of them. He came into yes. town for some work stuff, and he, he went. dropped them off at the store. Another guy that no longer plays Blood Bowl with us, he dropped off uh, an old pitch and stuff like that. Just uh, he's like, just throw it in the in the auction. If you get any money for it, great. You know, so yeah. we have items, including those big name items. And if there really is only ten of us there, we're gonna have a lot of it'll be laid back one uh, i'll get to play because there won't be that many people and we'll still have a great time and we'll still donate some money towards uh brian's thing and any little bit helps and that's what it's all about yeah so, absolutely so we will have some probably food stories and some blood bowl stories and some good and bad about gw stories so anyways that's our podcast and I think that's all I have to say. I'm sure somebody, I know Dustin Parsons. Oh, Orchidus Open was going to be just like certificates. I know for a fact that I had an idea for some like little bitty trophies and Dustin Parsons from, from Texas, he was just like, I'll take care of it. And I seen what he's working with and they're going to be fantastic. They're, they're not giant trophies, but they're smaller trophies they're homemade trophies and they're going to be excellent. So if you want to come out and get a really cool little prize that's handmade, come on out to the Orchidus open. It is a scars event for people who are in this area, who've been playing in that series of events for the year. It'll be the last scars event. So come on out and get you some extra points in that. Oh, dude, we forgot. Um, with the windmilled games, we actually posted this on Facebook, but there is a coupon until December 31st for 10% off using both down 10. Oh. I knew there was something you. else we were forgetting. Yeah, I remember that now that you said it too. Um, But we'll put a link also in the podcast. That oh, I am. Yeah, we're, we're running on fumes. It's kind of late. Um, Chris Snyder was nice enough to write in and send us his halfling team fluff. And... I sent it to you. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it yet. Because I know you're the the worker of all true, you know. Yeah. Both down approved. Yeah. I mean, it's either me or nothing. Um, the Origins of the Doetown Deep Flyers. I have not read this yet. Okay. Well. Um, remind me and I'll, I'll try to read it and I'll yeah. get back to him tomorrow. At yeah, we ended up getting a lot of emails. We were going back and forth with GW on some, some stuff, so kind of got pushed down okay but yeah, yeah um thanks everyone for listening um it's because of you we're able to do so much help out brian uh get free stuff from gw able to get this stuff to you early let gw know that you appreciate us um please buy blood bowl or dungeon bowl because you know despite what we say it's still good i mean we want it to do well. If it does well and they put out another one, it'd be awesome. Yeah. I think that's part of I my mean, problem is I just, I just worry it's a one-off and as a one-off, it's just kind of like, eh. You, you mentioned when we were playing, <laughs> we're going to go back on this now. We always have to have one last tangent. Uh, you did mention like, if you knew for sure, even if it was a year away, 
that there was some expansion pack that came with some tiles and rules for a new like couple teams. Yeah. You'd be in even more. Yeah. Just knowing that newer product was going to come out. Mm-hmm. Just that little bit of, which we would never get, you know, we're never going to tell us that, but just a right. little bit of, Hey, this is not just a one-off and done type of thing. We do want this to continue. Not, Super often, but maybe once a year, once every two years, we'll put out something new. Awesome. It's a continuing game. It's something more to look forward to. That would help. Sure. But again, funny, I'm still super excited with it. I told Jen about how like Amazon's in the Norse weren't in there. And she's like, what? <laughs> so even a super casual player is like, why the hell aren't they in there? But I was like, they don't have models yet. She's like, oh yeah. The longer it takes for them to put out either one of those teams, the longer I have this dream of them doing a Norse Amazon box set. And it's going to kill me when it actually happens and I'm like dying on a deathbed or something in 30 years. And they're like, hey, we're finally doing it. I'm like, I knew it. I knew they would do it eventually. I think that'd be a cool way to every year just kind of update the rules. And, yeah. I mean, oh, I mean well. we we think that obviously we can get out two new teams automatically. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. We could you could do Amazon Norse, and then the next year it'd be Vampires Kimry. You know. Yeah. Oh well. All right, we've talked enough. My voice is shot. We yep. will be back for one more episode with a wrap-up of the Orchidus Open and probably talking some fluff or something like that. Who knows? But one more episode before Christmas. Yeah. And until then, we'll see you guys around. See ya. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Here is me as Tasha casting hideous laughter, telling 50 of the dumbest D&D jokes that me and my patrons could come up with. I hope you enjoy groaning over them. Why couldn't the cleric with bad aim heal his friends? Because his healing missed. Casting duplicity is something I can see myself doing. I prefer the company of adventurers. All others just lack class. Some of the dragons I know sleep during the day. You know, so they're free to fight knights. What does an unarmed fighter like to drink? Punch, of course. It's a good thing clerics know mending. Their clothes are always so holy. I've heard it's difficult for Warforged to date. They're often perceived as high maintenance. I've never met a smart Kenku. They're all bird brains, I'm afraid. How many wizards does it take to change a light bulb? Well, it depends on what they're changing it into. Two gnomes walk under a bar. I've developed a new magic item that allows you to cast Stinking Cloud at will. Halflings are always asking me to lend them money. Seems like they're always a little short. Why were the musicians thrown out of the tavern? They were barred. And groups of bards were banned. The bandit was shocked to realize his target was a Tempest cleric. Did you hear about the warlock who fell down the stairs? 
He missed Step. I used to date a ranger. He misses me. But his aim is improving. Have we met before? I swear I find you so familiar. How did the transmuter wreck their mount? They turtled it. My DM told me to roll with disadvantage. Usually I prefer mine with butter. My favorite song is by a warforged bard, but you might not like it. She only plays metal. Lodex wizards have to be very careful. I hear they can trip. I could have sworn I had another deity joke in here. Must have been a clerical error. What is the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer? Class. Some say the scariest cheese is the Zombri, but I'd have thought it was the Brie Holder. Sorry, that one was cheesy. I never put dragons on the guest list. They're total party killers. I always invite my Mykonid friend, though. He's a fun guy. Have you seen the latest barbarian fashions? I hear they're all the rage. How does a rules lawyer like their steak? Raw. A gunslinger once told me that when fighting a necromancer, hold your fire until you see the eyes of their whites. I've been listening to a lot of elven lullabies lately. I love trance music. I met a bard with fake ear extensions. He was an elvish impersonator. Don't worry about the twig blights. They're more bark than bite. Why don't most druids use weapons while in wild shape? Well, they already bear arms. Graviturgists are my favorite dunamancy wizards. They're just so attractive. Did you hear about the rogue assassin? <laughs> Neither did his target. You can't use hyperbole with rogues. They take everything literally. I met my doppelganger recently. I was beside myself. Why do clerics wear white robes? Oh, they prefer to spare the dying. My cleric friend is worried about their god's obsession with gathering new followers. She's thinking of staging a divine intervention. Yesterday, a land shark was headed right for me. Thankfully, I dodged that bullet. How do treants get around at night? With bark vision. I've been looking for inspiration, but no dice. Why didn't the monster have a date to the ball? He forgot to rask her out. I once fought a lich who had undead cat minions. He was a necromancer. A beholder walks into a bar. With all those eyes, you'd think it would have seen it. They say bards are 99% perspiration, 1d4 inspiration. How do water elementals say hello? They wave. You always have to make the first move with low dexterity adventurers. They never take initiative. Do you know the difference between a wizard and a thief? Wizards can comprehend languages. Thieves can't. The other day, a Fearbolg insisted that we'd met, but I had never seen her before. 